Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everybody, and my name is Pam Shaw, and I will be one of your facilitators for the evening, and I have someone with me who is also a co-facilitator. Would you introduce yourself, please? Good evening, everyone. This is Cache Wells representing the lovely state of Florida. <laughs> oh, and I'm from Pennsylvania. You know, we, we like to call these calls affectionately a Harambe call. And Harambe is the Swahili word for unity. So we consider this a time to come together as members of the African-American community of ACB, along with our friends, because this is really a call for everybody. Last week, we had a good time doing a call, as this is Black History Month, um, on the spoken word. And tonight, we're going to do an extension of what we call the spoken word, in a way, and it is the song, uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing, sometimes known as the Negro um, Negro anthem, or some people will call it the black anthem, but some of us just say lift every voice and sing because that's the beginning line. We had hoped to be able to play the song for you this evening, but we got um, word from our interim executive director that there's some things we would need to do first before we would have permission to play the song. So we still want to cooperate and collaborate. So what we'll do, we can still learn much from the, um, the lyrics of the song. I don't know who may have known this or who went to the, uh, or went to or watched the Super Bowl yesterday, but the song, am I right, Cachet, was played at the Super Bowl? It was actually done live by Miss Andrea okay. Day. She did her rendition yes. of. Okay. And you and I were chatting about this. Was the fir this the first year that they sang the song? Actually, this was so. not the first year. The first mm -hmm. year that the um, Black Anthem was done was in 2020. And mm -hmm. it was uh, actually done as a response to the organization wanting to um, recognize the racial tension and also okay. recognize Excuse me for interrupting you interrupting i apologize i don't think i asked the question clearly was this the first super bowl where where they sang it it was not the first super bowl this year in 2020 was the first super bowl that it was sang at okay okay we have a super oh 2020 i thought you were saying 2020 i'm sorry okay so let's talk a little bit about the origin of the song and and where it came from and how it came together the first time that the song was actually performed if i have my story right was in 1900 it was done by 500 um african-american children who were pulled together and guess where they did it? Jacksonville, hmm. Florida, where we are going this summer. So it's very interesting. The story is told that it has a connection to Abraham Lincoln, and it actually premiered in one place on Abraham Lincoln's birthday, which is today. Happy birthday, Abe. 
And so it just seems fitting that all the things are coming together about the song, Lift Every Voice and Sing. And this song... Good evening. Hello? Good evening. I'm sorry, Pam. This is Jason Miller. Oh, welcome, Jason. Welcome, Jason. Um, And I'm glad you came. Thank you for coming. So this song, Lift Every Voice and Sing, we had to make some changes, Jason, um, really is, I think, evidence of what it means to be black. But more to the point, what was going on at that time when James Weldon Johnson wrote the poem and his brother wrote the music to this? And it's a very, very beautiful song. I hope if you have a chance, you will be able to listen to it on your own. It's it's really, really good. And it seems like the song came up at a time when people were still dealing with the the horrors in a way and the scars from slavery. Because think about it, when slavery being um, outlawed in the 1860s, you would still have people in 1900 who were living when slavery was in play. And also their offspring had direct access to them and they could tell the stories. But even as there was reconstruction, there were still still laws that hindered people. And so it is felt that in many ways, James Weldon Johnson was trying, okay, to come out of that and put his thoughts and his heartfelt thoughts down on paper, again, one of the arts, and then asked his brother, would he write the music? Again, one of the arts. Now, what I'm trying to do here, um, Cache, any thoughts as we move forward? I'm pulling pulling up the um, lyrics. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely would just want to reiterate that uh, that that was a time of uh, civil rights movement where um, poetry was taking shape, and he used his artistry of poetry to write what he called a hymn, uh, a hymn of reverence, a hymn of gratitude. That was a reminder to um, Black Americans um, that would continue on for generation, that would allow us to lift our voices, to join together in unity, to be able to work together within our community, to use it as a point of uh, perseverance and strength and resilience. And so as you move through this stanza, you see the progression of the story. You see the progression of the emotion of the time that uh, he was taking you through from each stanza. I think that's one thing that resonates with it um, because it it also depicts uh, the the sense of pride, pride of a people, pride in their uh, in their uh, inheritance, in their ancestry, pride in who we were and how we were going to stride or take the strides to move forward um, to this place of freedom. Hmm. And so and we could I say love, to you, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, please. and I love, um, <laughs> I love, I know that we weren't able to play the lyrics, um, but I, I'll take a moment to just do just, and just to walk through the first stanza, um, if you don't mind, I can, I'll get, Not at all, please. <laughs> you can, you can spank me again later. So no, you're um, doing fine. the first stanza, um, again, cause we can't play it. I will share the first stanza. 
Lift every voice and sing Till earth and heaven ring Ring with the harmonies of liberty let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song. Full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of a new day be. Begun. Let us march on till victory is won. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. Um, Cache, so that our group could participate in their comments as they first listen to you sharing it, um, could you possibly uh, just read that? I'm mean, just speak it. Because then we'll hear it as a bit of a spoken word, too. Lift every voice and sing. Till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise. High as the listening skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. Could you give your commentary on that? And then to our visitors and to our um, hosts, then we'll do a hand raising for people who may want to comment on that verse. Okay, yes. Ahead. For me, um, what it does is allows us, my commentary would be that it allows you to come together to one centralized place. It recognizes the power of coming together. Coming together in one voice can change many things, but coming together in unity and unity in unity and in harmony with others, being of same mind, sound purpose, same purpose, focus, the sound of that became, it tends to be enormous. In other words, the voices of many people begins to resound loud. And in that is what we rejoice in. We rejoice in the coming together, the unifying one with another, allowing that, that same voice 
to resonate. Speak up, speak out. That everyone hears because that voice is rising up. The more that you speak, it's elevated. And again, it just encourages us to sing the song. It's, a, it's the coming together of a melody. A great conversation is really a song spoken in a slower pace. And I love the fact that he takes what we know as a people and where we start at is our faith. For us, faith is very important. It's a foundation of our uh, ability to be very disciplined, to be very um, resilient and patient to the steps. Uh, there's a saying that uh, uh, slow and steady is often better <laughs> than just <laughs> the rush steps of fast and quick, you know, just rushing through the steps. And I believe that's what he, the first stanza is saying. Let us come together, realize the power in coming together and know that this is the journey we're trying to tread with our voices and magnify that. But we, we got to recognize that it's going to be our faith that's going to help us push us through. It's going to bring us to that place of where we're trying to seek in the future, which is true freedom. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Can we ask for anyone who wants to make a comment at this point on what we've just heard on the first stanza of Lift Every Voice and Sing? And sometimes this will actually stimulate other thoughts in you. So you may find yourself feeling that you're drifting, but you're really not. It's just your personal heartfelt reaction to what you heard. So um, would you, our host, Darling, would you take over as far as hand-raising and recognizing people? Absolutely. And uh, thank you. If anybody would please, and I, Pam, I renamed you accidentally. I, I renamed the wrong person, and that's why you got muted. So I, that was on me, and I apologize for that. <laughs> um, so if anyone had, I just that's wanted okay. to acknowledge that, that it was it was my fault. No I problem. That's how that happened. It jumped on me, I guess. <laughs> no problem, my dear. Okay, so um, if anyone has a question or a comment or would like to participate, would you please raise your hand, and I will call on you. We don't have any hands at the moment, so okay. um, you guys can proceed however you'd like. Okay. Well, I have a few thoughts about that first stanza that come to me, and some of them are similar to what Cache has pointed out, but some are a little different because one of the things that Lift Every Voice and Sing was, even though it had been uh, written and premiered around 1900, was the impact on the civil rights movement. And uh, when they heard it, a lot of people from that time, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and the people he worked with, is the idea that Lift, and ev lift Every Voice and Sing was that everybody had a voice, okay, and that every voice should be heard. And the idea was also that it was, and this was something Martin Luther King brought into, it wasn't that it was just supposed to be in our country, but it was supposed to be everywhere. And as Cachet said, it would make a mm -hmm. melodious sound because people from every race and creed and however you define it would indeed be in harmony. Mm -hmm. And the harmony would be one of liberty or freedom. Because remember that one of the things in the civil rights movement that really concerned people is they still weren't free. 
that even though they had been given freedom through the Emancipation Proclamation and some things during Reconstruction, but remember, Reconstruction got kicked down, and then you had this kind of Jim Crow-type law, which you, you could say, and I, and I heard a recording, I don't remember who was reading this poem, but they said, am I ever really free? This was an African-American man talking about some of the things that were still kind of bondage, even for people in these days. So when you want that, you want to, like I said, I think the other word, Mm -hmm. if you were to put in a word, and I would never be so presumptuous to correct this, but of liberty also means of freedom. And and Mm -hmm. the idea, though, was that even in this time, because there's some sorrow here, too, but in a way, it should be rejoicing. It should be happiness because there's one thing we know with the struggles um, in terms of racial issues is that, that, that this thing can rise. It still can get bigger. There's still hope. And remember, those skies are listening for us. And so you can hear it, just like Cachet was saying, it's loud. Okay, this is not silent time. And I like the fact that we're singing the song of what the past has taught us. And so reminding us that we learn from the past, and even though it's been a dark past, it has taught us some things. And I believe that um, as we go forward, it's, it's brought us some things, too. It's brought us the spirit of that rising sun, and that sun is spelled S-U-N. And the idea is let us march on. And some of the people in the civil rights movement said that, well, see, James Weldon Johnson was talking about marching, okay? And sometimes we have to march, but that we would not stop until the victory is won. And I personally believe that we are still in marching mode because the victory has yes. not been completely done, but but won rather, but we don't give up on it. So that's kind of how I have kind of looked at that. Anybody else with a comment? And if not, I got a question. (laughs) So my question is, we talked about, is that victory won? How do you feel? Are we completely victorious? Or do you feel that we have more to go? I feel that we do have more work to go. And I think that's why Mm -hmm. I love the fact that uh, the national anthem, the lyrics of it is a reminder, not just, um, for those who were at that time, it's a reminder to even generations <laughs> that have come after and even generations that are going to come after mm-hmm. us because mm-hmm. it's a way to evaluate um, that progress and that progress of freedom. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, there's more work to be done. Yep. I like that. To our host, can you recognize um, Jason? He should be here, Jason Miller. You can see his name. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. All right. So, Jason, I know that you are a stalwart advocate and that you have some thoughts on that. Have we won the victory or are we still marching? (laughs) We have not won any victory up to this point. Mm. During that time, I come from a very significant place where where that song means a lot. I come from the birthplace of Paul Robinson. Princeton, New Jersey. Oh. oh, I attended Prince First Baptist Church, his church, as a young deacon, as a young boy. And there's a couple words in there that we should focus on and always remember that truth shall set you free. Right. Faith that the dark past has taught us. 
Have we been taught and have we listened to that dark past? Because if you pay attention to today, our people are in shambles. Our people have a lack of significant leaders that are leading these young, like the young lady said, generations to a better future. At that time, that song was right on point because we were, you can say, more together during those times. My mother was born in 1933. My -hmm. grandfather's father was a slave. Mm -hmm. And so I was taught these things as a little boy. And so as we look through the years, okay, we're talking 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. We went through some significant periods in black history, okay? Mm. These Negro spirituals, that's what this song is. It's a Negro spiritual. Mm -hmm. We've been singing Kumbaya as slaves, as Negroes for years. And this was our way of staying in contact with the Lord and giving ourselves a boost during terrible times. And we forget these times. And if we don't tell these, these stories, these dialogues, it's like the times of Scripture. Scripture was told by the passing of the dialogue between families in the, in the first, in, in, way back in the first days. And that's how Scripture was passed on. And we pass these Scriptures on to our generations. And in my mm-hmm. opinion, as a black father, a husband, a, f- a grandfather of five boys. My grandson's birthday is today. He turns two. Okay. Now, as a father, black father, and also a blind business owner, that's three pillars against me in this land. This is still a land that considers the Negro three fourths. That's three fourths of human. So we must never forget the plight. And the mm. struggle that we still are on. Our children are being murdered on these streets. They're killing mm. each other. We lost a sense of morality. We, saw, we lost a sense of church. We, saw, we lost a sense of togetherness. The same freedom that we're talking about, that means free your dome or your mind. Interesting. A free mind will bring you into a positive place. The light is the Lord. And we need to find the Lord again, for we have come into this world way too much. We're not of this world. We are separate and peculiar people, according to the scripture. And we must stay in our boots, which is the gospels. And in my opinion, we are not teaching our young people to respect their mother and father, the women or the children. Our young men talk very recklessly our Mm -hmm. women are walking around not like women should walk around with skirts pulled up beyond even in church today Mm -hmm. and it's unacceptable and we've lost our moral prowess as as a black people that loves all people and that's okay excuse me go ahead Mm -hmm. i'm sorry go ahead no you go ahead Mm -hmm. okay um, I have a question, um, and Kasha, you might be able to assist me with this. Jason, do you think, because there's an implication that the, this black national anthem or whatever we call it, we shouldn't be even singing it in this day and time. Kasha, your thoughts, and then we're going to, Jason, see if we get somebody else with a thought. Should well, we even be singing it? 
absolutely in my well, opinion. My sense yeah. is absolute. Absolutely. I think oh, you two again, sing the same like, song. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I learned and what it is about ironic, six years uh, old. <laughs> I, I, what I uh, what I love is that uh, again, it's a reminder. It's a reminder of the pain, but it's also a reminder of the promise for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that the more that we continue to teach, again, like you said have we learned what the past has taught us like that is very powerful in itself like there is a lesson for all people to learn because again freedom the liberties all people need to learn it because we're seeking something that hasn't been given to us Hmm. that means there are side there are there are things on both sides that we need to learn why is that not happening and why is it uh, a distinctive measure that we shouldn't have? Because truth be told, the, the Black Anthem came out 10 decades before the Star Spangled Banner was even made an anthem. Interesting. 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 I'm fascinated by discussions like this, and, and I appreciate your honesty And again, I want to um, encourage the audience to participate. Don't worry, you are not in a judgment zone, okay? You're a place where we can share. And as you can see, people come from different backgrounds and and different um, faiths and all kinds of things. But again, the spirit of unity lets us share without being judged. And by the way, I want to be clear, all are welcome. And all are welcome to comment. Mm -hmm. Madam Host, do we have any hands? I don't hear her. I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm here. Do we we have any hands? One second. Okay. Thank you. You do not. I apologize. I wasn't. I didn't realize you were speaking to me. No, you don't. That's my fault. Sorry. Okay. Jesse, do you have the second verse or would you like me to read it? Oh, you can read the second one. I did the first okay. one. You can read the second one. Um, you actually <laughs> have a hand, just as I said you didn't. Um, Isn't that how it happens? <laughs> Sorry about that. It always works that way. Okay. Code 575, would you unmute, please? Yes, hello. This is Beth from New Mexico. Hi, how are you? And uh, I'm okay. Good. And um, to me, that song... Okay, I started being interested in the civil rights movement. My uh, my brother and my teenage cousins went to the Poor People's Campaign when they stopped through Albuquerque in 68. I don't know if you remember that. When they were going to, um, they were going to Washington. It was right after oh. Dr. King had gotten assassinated. Oh, it I was, was a in, kid. In, in 1968, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and so they asked me. They asked some of us if we wanted to go, and I said, yeah. And um, I I still think we're in marching mode <laughs> <laughs> as a as a Hispanic individual, I would say that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the victory hasn't been complete yet. 
Yeah. And um, I agree with a lot with what Jason said. People have lost their young people have lost their morals. You know, they don't they don't respect people like they used to. They we've lost our sense of community of church of of things that we need, you know, to make us stronger, to to make us survive as a community. And I yeah. think that's really too bad. But yeah. I don't think it's totally lost yet. It's not totally washed up. I think we could, there's still time to turn it around, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what well, would you say like would be... Speaking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and what would you say... Um, uh, as to to a young person today to encourage them to uh, continue to march? What do I say? I do say to my grandsons because I, I tell them, you get out there and do whatever you have to do. And I tell my daughter, too, because um, my there's three of my grandsons that have mild Asperger's, you know. She's forever having to fight for them. And they are half half black, by the way, and I tell her, nope. You know, you go over there and you tell this teacher what you think or the principal, you know, and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's like, well, thank- yeah, okay, mom. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Right. And what I love about what Beth said is um, she says something. And to me, that's one of the most powerful things that we can do because saying something does multiple things. It encourages, it ignites passion. And it keeps the conversation going. Yeah. And that's part yeah. of what that is part of what continuing the march does. When you operate in silence, whether it's the silence of the oppression that you do see, when you when you walk in the silence of the things that you know are wrong, you stop the march. And I, I love that exactly. she said you say something. Thank you so much. I like that. I, I like what he said also. Um, I okay. just wanted to kind of elaborate on what he said about the children. You know, when I was young, in the summer times, my mother often had us do reports. I can actually remember, you know, we had an actual bookshelf in the house, right, with many books. Mm-hmm. So I had to do a, reports for my mom before school started. Today, with my grandsons, I monitor them on social networks. I make sure I have, my oldest one is about six now and you can't believe what these kids can do now, you know? <laughs> so you really have to put your hand in the minds of their children. Okay. And that helmet is, is for us in my family. That's Jesus Christ. Okay. That's the head of us all in my family. And so you have to really monitor them because if you, you, you let off the pressure and then that's when things start to happen because it's so easy with this, this, we call it the tell-lie vision because there's a lot of lies, and you're, they, they, they become easily persuaded. So it's really important to keep your hands around those children and what they see and what they perceive is coming inside of their ears because it sticks into their spirit. I just want to elaborate That's, on that. Thank That's you. very true. I agree with that. And and um, there's, some, there's things that t- they, uh, children will do- – tell a grandparent that they won't tell a parent and then you'll have to you have to say yes yay or nay you know mm-hmm. this is good for See, you because I, go ahead that's not good yeah. for you you shouldn't even be involved in that okay hold on one second for me yes ma'am 
you have two hands, so I just want okay, to let you so know. What, no, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. What I'm going to do is ask you, Jason, to mute for a few seconds. That's star six, sure. right? I don't know what you're on. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know how to do it. No, problem. Uh, okay. no problem. I forget. This is a techie yeah. whiz kid I'm talking to, yeah, right? Yeah, and the best you would mute too. So that we'll just be recognizing the um, two hands that are raised. Thank you. Okay, Miss Nora, would you please unmute and go ahead? Yeah, hi. Um, hi, I, Nora. Yeah, hello. I agree. <laughs> I, <laughs> wonderful. I agree totally with Jason and everyone else that has spoken. And I think I believe the march is still on, and we need to keep keep on keep on going until we get to victory. And I agree with mm. with Beth and everyone else. And I think mm -hmm. we all, no matter what, no matter what uh, religion is, uh, no matter what religion, race, color, or anything, we, each one of us, we need to keep marching on and keep speaking up. And uh, mm. protect, we all need to protect our children from the bad stuff if we can. Mm-hmm. And I agree with the answer. I mean, I really love that song that was sung earlier. Yeah, yeah. And, and I agree totally with that song. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. You're welcome. I love it, too. <laughs> Thanks for being here, too. We have somebody yeah, else too. with a hand up, I think. We do. And I... I cannot pronounce your name. So you're the only person with a hand raised. So if you have your <laughs> hand, I don't want to butcher it. So please um, go ahead and unmute. If you're seeing a dazzling DJ. Okay, I just wasn't Welcome. sure because you've got parentheses in there and I, I wasn't really sure what it was. So go ahead. Go ahead, DJ. So, so I want to thank you, my spiritual and home sister from the Keystone State of Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm here down in Florida, along with <laughs> my sister girl, Cachet. Very familiar with the Princeton area as well, being from the Philadelphia area. Um, the essence of this song, the words ring out today for me just as they did when they were first pinned on paper. And I want to look at the essence of this song. The question, and, and I agree with Jason wholeheartedly, matter of fact, everything he said just about what I was wanting to plan to, to, to share. So the question begins, or to, that rings in my spirit is from the past. What can we take from the past that we have learned that we can bring into now that would lead us to the future? Well, unfortunately, as uh, Jason so eloquently put it, we I got to wonder if we have learned anything from the past. Someone once said, and I quote, those who do not learn from their past, they are destined and doomed to repeat it. Yes. Yet we may have been freed 
our ancestors may have been freed from slavery, yet we are still enslaved. We are enslaved by violence. We are enslaved by falsities. We are enslaved by lies. And I don't want to sound like DJ the Downer because I consider myself and look as a person, look at myself as a person who is upbeat and who sees that we have a future ahead of us. Have we attained the victory yet in physicality? No. In some sense of spirituality? No. Have we won? And I'm going to show you something that I, and I've learned this. When you live in the now, spell that word. It says in O-W. When you've lived in the now and you've learned from those things in your past, as you live in the now, you have already won. Why? Because victory is what is ultimately our destination. Do we need some improvement? Yes, we do. We've still got some work to be done. When I look at the word community, it speaks to this point. We all come together in unity. There is oneness. And I think of scripture when I think of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when you speak of the parts of the body, and each intricate part has value, has some importance. If the body was the whole eye, then where would the smell be? If the body was the whole ear, where would the sense of touch be? All of this in ad infinitum. Yet and still, the body parts can't say, the eye can't say, because I'm not an ear. I'm, uh, You know, it doesn't matter when the ear needs the eye to do its thing so that the ear can do its thing and so on. Right. So thank you. I think bottom line is we all need one another. That's thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for allowing me to see. Oh, thank you for being here. I want to say a, a couple of things. Number one, just to speak to the environment. Again, we each come from different paths, different faiths, but what we want you to know is that you are welcome here. Because again, we want to make this a community, as was said, reflective of the word unity, which is Harambe, that brings us all together. So I'm going to go um, to the second verse now. This gets interesting. All right, yeah. Stony. The road we trod, bitter, the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope on unborn had died. Yet with a steady beat, have not our weary feet come to the place for which our people sighed? We have come over a way that with tears has been waters. We have come treading our path into the blood of the slaughtered. Out from the gloomy past, I'm sorry, out from the gloomy past, till now we stand at last, where the bright gleam of our bright 
star is cast. Beautiful verse. Okay, Madam mm. Cash said you're going to get first dibs. <laughs> Ooh. Now, this is where, uh, as any journey, it, it says lifting our voices. You brought us in. You've given us our purpose. Now, this verse is telling us that the road isn't going to be easy. Mm. It's where it says stony the road we tread. That tells mm. us that this road is not going to be easy. There are going to be some challenges. There are going to be some things, the bitterness of punishment. That's what that chastening rod is. That we're going to feel those things. That there's going to be some things that we're going to have to endure, basically, to get mm. to this, to get to the end road of this freedom that we're seeking. So mm -hmm. It's telling us our steps are going to be steady, but we're going to have to keep persevering because we're going to have those moments where we're going to have the breeze. But through our tears, through our perseverance, through the blood, whether that's the blood that is shed, whether it's uh, the blood that is cried through our tears or water through our tears, there are mm -hmm. going to be some there are going to be some dark times, but if we continue on and persevere and we keep going and we be resilient and we continue to um, just walk in the strength of who we are, that's what I really feel like he was trying to really relate in that, that it's, this, the journey is not going to be easy. But if we continue on and persevere, that we're going to see that bright light. We're going to see the reward of our, our, uh, our deeds of, of persevering and how we, uh, pursue that pursue those efforts of freedom and liberty that the hope mm. is going to be there to fuel us it's going to renew us it's going to re it's a point of uh encouraging yourself that when you don't see it being what you want it to be mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thank you mm -hmm. one of the things i thought about um in this second verse is the idea of the um the um chastening rod because uh, one of the things that I read from one scholar suggested that it was talking about the whip, you know, the whip that the slaves endured and the beatings. And, and I realized that as we walk through on this path, on this path, mm -hmm. there's going to be some things that hurt. Yes. There will be some people that hurt us. There will be some things that hurt us. There will even be some places that hurt us. So this, as you said, is not promising an easy walk. But I like that part. And by the way, because it ended with a question mark, and I probably did not read that um, correctly in terms of the punctuation. And here it is. Yet with a steady beat, <laughs> have not our weary feet come to the place for which our people sighed? So it suggests while things can get better, they mm -hmm. still have more better to come. And, and I like the idea that we're going to have to shed some tears, okay, sometimes, oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. that's how emotional it is. And I think sometimes even in communicating it to people um, around us, Mm -hmm. We have to take this very seriously in order for them to take it seriously, because it reminds us no matter what we're doing, the past has been fairly gloomy, but mm -hmm. we're still here. And, you know, until we stand at last where the bright gleam of our bright star is cast, that's hope. That's hope. To me, that's hope. You know, and I like that idea of a steady beat. 
You know, when I was in the band in high school, our teacher used to tell us the beat has to be steady. You can't slow down and speed up and slow down and speed up. You've got to be steady. And so that's how that um, second verse affected me. Can we hold, um, ask if there's any hands? And please, our time is winding down. So we especially want to give to those who have not had an opportunity to speak yet. Okay, one second. We've got a couple hands. Oh, yay. (laughs) Sandra, please go ahead and unmute. This is who I think it is. She's the host. (laughs) Can you guys hear me? Yes. Hi. Welcome. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Um, What occurs to me is sort of piggybacking off of what Pam was saying. Like, we were never promised that there wouldn't be a toil. Um, Call it the, the, the actual whip, call it the metaphorical whip, call it the, you know, the circumstances that we continue to endure. Um, Nobody ever said it was going to be easy. Um, The stanzas of the song never said it. And um, being a believer myself, the Bible doesn't say it either. Mm. Um, However, what is promised is that there will be a reward. And we as a people are battle tested, hardened. We can... It is it is not easy. It is not fun. There will be blood, sweat, and tears, but we still we're made, we are up to the challenge. We are battle hardened and tested. We don't cave, we don't give in, we don't give up. Mm. And that's where you Uh-oh. see the hope, <laughs> which is linked to the faith, because we we don't, no matter what happens, what has happened to our forefathers, what's happening now, still, we don't give up. We don't cave. We're not cowards. We see it through. And then we mm. go to the end, and then the people who stand on our shoulders come behind us, and they um, carry the relay race, the baton a little further, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Fantastic. So past, (laughs) present, and future, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. That's marvelous. Thank you for sharing. Oh, those were some pearls. (laughs) Thank you so much. Anyone else with a hand raised? Especially someone who has not had an opportunity to speak. You're okay at the moment. No hands. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, we're going to go ahead and go on to the third verse, third stanza, which is the last one, I think. Okay. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way. Real display is acting silly. Oh, what are you doing? Wait a minute. Those of you who knew, know Braille displays, you know how they can be. Okay, I'm going to start again. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way. Thou who has by thy might led us into the light, 
keep us forever in the path we pray. Let our feet stray. Let our feet from, let's try this again. Let our feet stray from the places our God when we met thee. Lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Okay. Shadowed beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God, true to our native land. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. Wow. I'll do mine, then I'll turn it over to Cachet. I like this because it recognizes, and again, you know, I, like many people on this line, am a person of faith, but I love, and I love everybody, okay? So when I think about this God who we're talking about, who's been there through the weary years, the tears, all the things that Sandra was saying that um, we have to go through, but look who we've still been brought as a people along the way, okay? Because no matter what has happened to us as African Americans, we know that we have always been in God's hands. Let us through the light, and and who, I think what James Weldon Johnson is trying to say at the end, let's not forget. Let's not forget. Let's be wary of people who say we should forget, that we shouldn't talk about these things. We shouldn't be concerned about these things. It ought to be one wonderful world. Yes, I agree with that. But I also know that we're human, and a big part of me is what my history has been. I met my great-grandmother who was a slave. She was very old when I met her. But the thing I always remember, maybe this is because of being blind, was when I touched her hand, I felt like something was being passed down to me just through the touch of her hand. And so I'm a person who feels very strongly, and I do not want to forget because I still like that, that, that thing that says, um, may we forever stand true to our God, true to our native land. Those are my comments. Cache, any? And then after that, we'll take raised hands. Okay. Uh, again, uh, the closing stanza for me is a culmination of the journey, that, whether that everything that I may endure everything that I'm seeking to endure or seeking to pursue that now, regardless to how my journey was in or how my journey will end, that I'm giving thanks to me. I see it as mm-hmm. a, a closing a offering of Thanksgiving to the, to, to this entity that I have trust entrusted my life and my faith and my journey to that. Uh, again, He's already told us uh, how how if we come together, that coming together is going to uh, build this bridge in a sense that's going to allow us to unite forces. And although coming together is uniting, there are going to be some challenges that we face that we face. So as we close in that last stanza, it's the offering of Thanksgiving that. No matter what the ending is, I'm still grateful for covering me in the journey, for keeping me in the journey, for keeping me on the path, for keeping me along the way. 
Great. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Any hands up? Hang on a second. Okay. Okay. Sandra had her hand up, but I know she's talked already, right? Okay. Is there anybody um, else, though? No, no other hands. Okay, but she can go ahead. Okay. Okay, so um, piggybacking off of what Cache said, like all of that is very true. But what also occurs to me is just, hmm. you know, um, we also have a very rich history, oral history. You know, we, we passed down, um, our ancestors passed down. We, okay, couldn't necessarily read and write, but they passed down. Um, information about their lives, their toils, who who their people were. Mm -hmm. And when you felt your great-grandmother's hand, I believe that, mm -hmm. Pam. I, I believe mm -hmm. there's, a, and if you look, our culture is full of that. We, we mm -hmm. touch, we talk, we, the way we prepare food, we, mm -hmm. we transmit. It's not just about the food. It's not just about the handshake. It's about the... Mm -hmm power that we transmit do you know mm. what i'm saying the wow. something that we transmit you're getting deep girl i love how yeah. uh, like she said because what i see is that um the pain and the struggle that mm -hmm. our ancestors mm -hmm. face Mm -hmm. That touching of the hand or that relaying mm -hmm. of the message or that converting mm -hmm. of a recipe or uh, trans trend, uh, meeting it's in a sense of the information that is shared, whether it's all through um, things that are passed down from family to family. The journey <laughs> uh, transcends from one generation to the next. Right. Um Thank you so much, so much for that. Because remember, one of the biggest things that there always seems to be a move to withhold from us, even mm -hmm. to this day, believe mm -hmm. it or not, is education. Mm -hmm. Remember, the slaves were not, and with Sandra, what you raised, remember that it was illegal to teach a slave to read and write. Mm -hmm. And and we went through, we did have, you know, Brown versus the school board, I think it was of Topeka, Kansas, okay, that, you know, struck down some of the things that had to do with segregation. But look at what we're struggling in today, where in many areas of our country, our children are not getting adequate education. So it still right. is an issue. We, believe it or not, are getting close to the end of our time. And I just want to make sure that we do this so um Cache, would you just, if you have any closing remarks, we only have like maybe a minute or two for you and then I'll close out. Okay. Well, again, I want to just thank everyone for coming out. And again, if you get an opportunity, listen to the song in its entirety. Allow yourself to um, just embrace the lyrics. Again, it is all of our responsibility to learn from the past and to teach the next generation. Thank you. Thank you. So what we're going to do next week from the um, Philadelphia Regional Chapter of the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind, members will be here and they're going to share their reflections on people out of black history. And then we're going to invite those who attend to also share. So they'll be identifying someone in our history who's made an impact on their lives. So we hope you'll come back and encourage some people to come with you. I want to thank our marvelous host. Now, I can't say your last name, so you're going to have to say it yourself. <laughs> Full name. <laughs> it's 
Actually, it's Declots, and it's a lot easier to say than my married name was. So, thank you so much, you guys. <laughs> you guys were fabulous, and uh, Nora had her hand raised at the very last minute, and I'm sorry, I just saw it. And she lowered it, so uh, you were just okay. Getting into your ending, we've got so. like a, a minute or two. I think. okay, Nora, are you still here? Yeah, still here. Okay, I didn't uh, see. Okay. Sorry, your hand went up right as Pam was ending. So go ahead. It's okay. Very um, quickly, Nora, please. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I, I want to thank you very, very much for this wonderful call and everything. And, thank you. And, and the whole verse just sounds so wonderful. And, and I think about it. It's beautiful, yeah. Just want to let you know. Thank you. Thank you for thank coming. Thank you for coming. Now, I would think we also had a wonderful streamer, Herbie Allen. Um, when I think of Herbie, I think of giant peanut butter cookies. Herbie, thank you. <laughs> he was our streamer. You are most welcome. <laughs> Herbie's got a, a community show about cooking, and it's a good show. Again, we want to thank you for coming. There will be two more weeks of this, and then you'll be hearing about what we will be doing with our Harambe call. We plan to make it regular so that there is a place where people can come and talk about various subjects. And I hope tonight you felt safe, that you felt respected, and that you felt welcome. Thank you so much to everybody, and have a good evening.